What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. She's known to ask some strange questions, too, but never how old is the TV salesman. It's the one and only Teresa right there. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? I don't think I'm following you. Oh, boy. She's known to watch a couple channels. I'm talking American television and the Egyptian television. But she never asked the age of the <laughs> TV salesman. Or did oh, okay. he make it back to his hotel room okay? I am following you follow now. now? <laughs> yeah, I don't do any of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, and if you did, I wouldn't buy it. That seems a little too personal of a question for the old TV salesman, for the old geek squad. <laughs> also... I mean, I get that a lot of people buy stuff from China, but we're all guilty of it. Why not, right? Yeah, even that when you're trying a, not to. That was a very different way of buying things from China. Again, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I, I don't totally understand everything that takes place in other countries. So I don't know cultures and customs and norms of every single country. Maybe in Egypt, you, you do. You hop on Facebook Marketplace and you buy... Straight from China. I don't know. Maybe that's customary. I don't know, but I thought it would be very expensive. What I was talking about is all those fun websites like Shane, all those cheap clothing websites that sometimes you get some good stuff, right? Uh, You got to read the reviews. I've never shopped a website called Shane. Yeah. It's like you got to read the reviews because if you don't, it's going to be a big miss. Okay. But those those are clothes generated from China, brought to the U.S., and... It's relatively very cheap, right? Mm-hmm. But if anything goes wrong, you have a customer service. They pay you for a shipping or you may pay a little bit, right? Buying a TV through a Facebook marketplace. Imagine if that person has to ship it. That would be very expensive. Yeah, no, the, the whole thing's not really adding up. No, it's not. I, like, was just flirt- <laughs> I, I know exactly what happened. Ahmed was like, bro, she's American. She's like not being submissive. She's doing whatever she wants. Look at my girl. From China, uh-huh. try try that. Try and try, try it on Facebook. But I guess he didn't <laughs> tell him how. So yeah. Mahamud went to the marketplace and he tried to flirt his way to a Chinese girl, but mm-hmm. uh, he got caught. Nicole was a little too smart for that. I think that's what happened. I think Ahmed was telling him like, "Hey, like, look what I have at home. That girl dresses properly. I does it all. So. No fights. She learned the language." I'm with you on that part, but the whole, like, let me pretend I'm buying a TV. I think that was his move. Like, I I know some people. Buy buy someone a drink, don't buy a TV. Well, that's that's not what he does. But I'm saying, like, a lot of these 90 days, how many times have you heard that, oh, we met on Facebook, we friended each other, right? Well, yeah. uh, Mahmoud went through the marketplace. (laughs) Took a wrong turn, went to the marketplace. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Hey, whatever it takes. But uh, I don't think. Well, just wait for, just wait for my by the way. All right. All right. Speaking of, before we get into the the show, a little business real quick. We're on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. Message us there. Check out the memes. We've got some memes over there. We're having fun on Instagram. So follow us along at Married to Reality Pod. Also join us on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Married to Reality. Love and Paradise is cooking over there. And what a season it is. Yes. And as you guys know, for the... Family affair members. Ooh. We do bonuses. And this Ooh. month's this month's bonus, we are not gonna tell, but this month's bonus was a fun one. Why wouldn't we tell? That's not very good marketing. You wanna tell? Well, we should tell and then maybe people will be excited oh. and they'll wanna 
join us on Patreon. All right. <laughs> Guys, we're having a lot of fun. We're covering amazing shows, but we're not going to tell you what they are. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I see the flaw of my advertising <laughs> we, skills. We, we, yes. Uh, we, we do one extra bonus a month for the Family Affair friends over there. And this month we did a Netflix show. Oh, my gosh. Mer people. I'm so hooked. Mer people. Mer people. It is people who... Is it identify as mermaids or just dress up as mermaids? I wouldn't say identifies because I feel like that's um, in 2023, you would make a very, very strong statement. Okay, right. They don't think they're or they don't believe they're mermaids. They, uh, I think they want to be, line. I think they want to be mermaids yes. and they play mermaids. And I think the goal of the show, of the show, of the, of the mer people, for many of them, the goal is to be a full-time mermaid to pay their bills with yes. mermaiding. There's only about 50 in the world. We're yeah. getting, now we're giving away too much for free, Theresa. See, you, you hooked me. Okay. You well, mer people. Mer people on Patreon, the Family Affair bonus this month. And yeah, that's I, just a wild show. If you don't join the Patreon, just watch it on Netflix. I was just going to say. Because it's out of control. It's out of control. So that's patreon.com slash married through reality. Also, just make sure you're following along right here, right now, wherever you're listening. So whenever we drop an episode, you won't miss it. It'll come right to your device. So easy to follow. You just look down, smash that follow button. Guys. Smash it like it's as hot as Tim's metallic jacket. Because I was just telling John, I went on Zara, and obviously I buy too many things, but metallics are back. All right, so They're Tim's back on in trend. style, and look at Tim. Look at him. I, I was having a hard time not looking at him in that jacket. <laughs> there is. But yes, smash it like it's as hot. I just found this really nice pair of metallic shoes. Am I good? Oh. No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving smash, on. Smash it's as hot as, as that attire. And last but not least, if you haven't left a review, please do. We love when you guys leave reviews. We love when you rate, review. If you guys leave a five-star review, oh, Teresa just whipped off her shoe and it's a metallic shoe. I have, I'm, I'm actually wearing metallic shoes. They're my home shoes, but they're cool <laughs> and metallic. You should have seen her face when she pulled <laughs> that up from under the table. Uh, she surprised her and I both, I think. So... Back to the reviews. We love it when you guys share the love. And if you leave a five-star review and write something, we'll read it on this podcast. Yes. I have one I would like to read. Do it. Okay. This one comes to us from our friend Jay Dudding. Hello, Jay Dudding. You're not going to love this review. Let me oh. just say that. Theresa. Okay. All right. Five stars. This is a little bit of a confusing review, actually. Well, I'll take the five stars. Five stars. Titled 90 Days. Then goes on to say, I love this podcast and this couple. Okay. Continued good health to you both. Nash Vegas. Ah! Theresa hates when I say Nash Vegas. I was confused because the, the title of the review is 90 Days, but Nash Vegas is a reference to our mm. maths coverage. Yeah, well, maybe your friend is watching it and listening to it all. Oh, yeah. I love. Jay Dudding, we love you diving into all of it. You're not just here for one show. You're here for it all. So thank L you for that. Listen, I love the review. Even though you're with John on this one, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm okay with it. I'll take the nice review. So mm -hmm. thank you. Thank you, Jay Dudding. Thank you, Jay Dudding. Beautiful review. I really appreciated it. Yeah, John is like dancing around here. He's like, <laughs> yes. Nash Vegas. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have to get it one more time in for the season. My chances are dwindling. Okay. Yes, for a reason. <laughs> okay. All right. That is the business. Let's do it a little 90 day, by the way. I got a couple steamy ones over here. I All think. right. All right. Number one, Jesse of Jar Jarcy. Who's Jarcy? 
of that would have been their power couple name. <laughs> Jesse of Darcy and Jesse, or more recently, Jennifer and Jesse. Okay. He has started a business. He's dabbled in a lot of things. He's dabbled yeah. in podcasting and jewelry and calendars. This one may have some promise. He started his own real estate company in Spain. Okay. It's called Meester Estate. Is he still with Jennifer? I don't have the answer to that, but all signs are pointing to yes. But this is this is his newest venture, Meester Estate. Okay. I thought at first it was a, a hotel or like a single property or a villa that he would rent out, mm-hmm. judging by the name Meester Estate. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's like dropping, he's missing one word. It needs to be Meester Real Estate, but Meester Estate, MeesterEstate.com. It says Meester Estate and Marbella Private Collection is a premier real estate agency with the finest privately owned properties, new developments, off plan and market opportunity in and around Marbella on the Costa del Sol. Mm. I think instead he means it like land, like Meester Meester's land. land. Oh, Meester okay. land. So he's got several properties listed. For sale on the Does website. He, oh, like, okay. He's, so he's, he's the agent. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. But these properties are in the millions. Oh, wow. So you make your normal couple percent commission. Mm. He's going to be doing all right. So he's selling several. He's also got several amazing rental properties that start in the thousands per night. Oh, wow. So he's dealing with some luxury property over here. Interesting. I mean, didn't he do something like the traveling, promoting luxurious I think brands? he was an influencer, but now he's making the turn. From it, just influencing to really selling. I mean, More than just selling him. himself, selling his properties. Good for him. At some point, we all have to grow up and, and get a real job. And it seems like he's doing that. No yeah. one was buying his Jennifer and Jesse necklaces and bracelets probably. So <laughs> he's going to try to sell something else. And all it's right. a house. So, all right. Check it out if you want. MeesterEstate.com. You'll get all the information there. Awesome. What's the other one? Number two. Okay, this is a story that's making waves in the 90-day world. Oh, I think I know. I alluded to it at the top of the show when we were talking about Nicole and Mahmoud. They were spotted together at LAX, Los Angeles International Airport. Okay. (laughs) Thanks for the full name. Well, I'm sure some of our friends here at LAX, they don't know what that is. Okay. Not everyone that listens to us is even from America. That's very true. Okay. Very true. Right. You see, I'm so ignorant. So so much ignorance from that. So side. much ignorance. But that's why me. you ask great questions. But because you just don't, I'm ignorant. <laughs> well, no, because you're trying to you're trying to learn. You okay. don't want to be ignorant. I mean, I knew what LAX is, so you did. All right. So they were spotted. ignorance. They were spotted together <laughs> at LAX, and a couple things to take note of. One, they weren't alone. Film crews were there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. capturing their every move. So then the question is, what were they filming? One clue leads me to believe they were filming 90 Day OG. I would hope so, because they cannot be unhappy ever after. They would skip the whole American part, well, they right? could. I mean, they're breaking they the rules could, left they in. Could. I'm pretty sure Gino and Jasmine are on before the 90 yeah, Days twice. Are. Yeah. Twice. So Nicole was holding a sign while waiting for Mahmoud. Big poster. It said, welcome home. My love. Mm. So that seems like it's more than just a little visit, a little vacation in California. Oh, for sure. And thanks, guys. So many of you sent us this that I don't even know all the names, but you guys know who you are. Thanks for sending it. I was mind blown because I honestly, watching Nicole and Mahmoud, on about episode three, I'm telling John, she's 
booking. She's on Expedia right now, trying to book her plane tickets back home. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think they're going to stay on the full season. I thought she's going to pack up her shit and leave on, like, episode five. She's going to be back in L.A. I can't believe this is actually happening and he's coming to the U.S., but I'm here for it. Well, I thought that it was all a ruse. I thought they had a real relationship in the past and they probably applied to be on 90 and by the time TLC responded to them, they had broken up, but they got the email and they said, oh my gosh, here's our chance to be on TV. So let's pretend we're back together. And I thought like, that's kind of why things seemed weird and off and like they were acting and that there was no love there. But it seems like if they're going to continue down this path, there's actually a relationship. Maybe, maybe my story is true and TLC brought them back together. Imagine mm. that. Imagine they were broken up, but they got back together to film they the show. They were broken up. But imagine they got back together just to film the show, and now they actually found love for well, real while filming. Interesting, because they were miserable most of this most of this season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious to see them in the U.S. But just the fact that Nicole is wearing uh, a shoulderless dress, like a one-shoulder dress, tells me that they probably hushed out the whole wardrobe like yes he probably might say something and he said he will but i don't think he's gonna be as hardcore because there is one thing like oh you don't want i I don't want you to show your body but okay compromise like you can wear a short sleeve shirt not to go all the way sexy and showing half of her body well it's interesting you bring that up because one of my other notes about this video there's like a 12 minute long video of this encounter on youtube if you're interested just search oh i didn't see that oh yeah search nicole and mock mood lax which is Los Angeles International Airport. Um, it's like a 12-minute video. In it, you see she's got red hair now. Yeah. She's changed her hair color. But she's dressed very modestly. Mm. Yeah, leather, leather jacket over a long dress. So I don't know. Maybe she felt comfortable while she was sitting on a tell-all set with Mahmoud miles and miles away that she could dress how she wanted. But now when, when he's there in person, she's very modest. I mean, also going to pick up someone at the airport, like, what do you want to wear? A miniskirt and heels? I mean, we've seen that. We've seen that. I don't recommend it because it sucks. You have to help the person with the luggage. So, like, leather jacket and a long, long dress, that's not bad. I freaking love my leather jacket. I mean, it was just very covered up. So, you know, she could have worn a T-shirt. She could have worn a T-shirt. Well, it's not always hot in L.A. No, it's not. So. Yeah, okay. All right. It just seemed layered. She was wearing layers. Yeah. And again, maybe for a cold reason, maybe for, okay, let me welcome him all covered up. Right. I don't want to fight the minute he touches down. Yeah. Good point. But okay. So that's, that's 90 day, by the way. And I'm excited about this one. I love when. The person who you think will never come. Yeah. And we rarely see it. These relationships, they usually fizzle out and you never see it. Angela and Michael. Not that it's fizzled out, but this is, you want to see Michael in America. Yeah. I hope he, he'll make it, but I don't think so. Mahmoud, you want to see him in America. Oh, yeah. Like we wanted to see Ziad in America. You want to see Ziad in America and it delivered. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how that shopping cart's doing. <laughs> All right. That is 90 Day By The Way. Let's do it. Let's get into it. I feel like we've already started talking about it. Yeah, classic. Sunday night, 90 Day Fiance, the other way. Tell all part three. Three. It did not need to be three parts. No, it did. Let me just say that right. No, it did. It did. I thought let's go to to a rooftop bar. Let's go to a hotel. Let's have some drinks and some conversation. Let's go to somebody's messy hotel room and really let it all out. But no, we had none of that that we got the last tell all. I think the last tell all was because those are like 
those were old school 90 days. They know what's up, right? They can... Let's put them together because they will deliver some heat. These are all True. like fresh fish. The first time doing the tell-all. They're, They're too polite with each other. Yeah. Except for Gabe. Yeah, but he's still... I don't think he would... Uh, be very conf- I think he can get confrontational when he's surrounded by people. Like there is no Angela who's gonna jump at him, right? Maybe Chris. But, True. But I I don't think one on one Gabe would be very confrontational. He says he's not. Yeah, this, I can see that. This. I can see someone like really speaking up when they feel safe and surrounded and thinking like, okay, I have all this support by other people, but one on one. Yeah. And I get it. Like I feel like I would if I had to speak up and really speak my mind, I would probably do it in front of like more people knowing or hoping that they will take my side instead of like confront someone one-on-one. Like I'm also non-confrontational. It would depend what it is. If it's something that I can hush out and that other person wouldn't get crazy offended or punch me, sure. But as we know on 90 Day, many of these people can lose their shit. We saw Angela. (laughs) I think Chris can also lose her shit. So... I don't think I would really be doing any confronting one-on-one. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of Chris, we pick up with her and the ex-boyfriend story. That that was the cliffhanger of the previous tell. Yeah. We rewind, rewind it like 15 times. Teresa and I had to like roll out a chalkboard to try and figure this storyline out. We honestly, legitimately, 100% truthfully rewound it three times. Yeah. To try. We went back to the previous episode. Yep. We went back to tell all part two to be like, well, maybe we have to watch the last five minutes of that to understand what's going on here. So we did that. And the conclusion we've come to is that before Chris ever met Jamie in person, she disappeared for 20 days. Some yes, say. and we knew that. We knew that. But during those 20 days, Chris found out that her ex was sending photos to Jamie. Photos of Chris and the ex having sex and, like, some nudes. I'm still disappointed we don't see that proof. I don't think I want Hit to. Hit me with the Dateline photo. Just keep showing that one photo of her naked on that rare motorcycle. Why would you want to see that? Proof. I want the receipts, Teresa. Oh, you're a, you I'm a, a reporter. Dirty, you have a dirty mind. I'm an investigative journalist, and I need the receipts before I can tell the news. Ew. But, okay, so that's where it got confusing was... <laughs> Was that the ex is sending Jamie photos because I'm sitting there going, well, how does the ex know about Jamie? How does the ex know how to get in contact with Jamie? So that's where my timeline went astray. But apparently this is happening during the 20 day disappearance. Chris finds out that these photos are being sent. Uh, Here's where I lose them. How did you find out if you don't talk to Jamie? I assume you don't talk to your ex. Unless your ex was like, hey, guess what I'm doing? I'm sending all your naked photos to your current girlfriend. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, she finds out, apparently, somehow, kicks the door down, grabs his phone and crushes it, and then ran away. These are her words. (laughs) And Tim and Veronica, like Therese and I, are like, something's not adding up here. Somebody's lying. WTF. Yeah. It's, It's a little confusing. Jamie says... Or Chris, no, Chris said she only disappeared for five days. It was Jamie yeah. who said 20. Yeah. So maybe it was five. Maybe it was they did start talking when the ex started sending these photos. So they did talk about that. But then she went radio silent again. Let's just be honest. One of them, and I don't know which one, loves exaggerating numbers. It's the <laughs> money. It's the timeline. I don't know who. 
I honestly like I definitely like Jamie better than I like Chris for a lot of reasons. But I don't know. With the whole whole money, like why would Chris keep saying she sent her ten grand if yes, Jamie has proof. Like if you transfer money, there is there is a trace. Like why would you be lying about something that can be literally you can put it up on your phone? Yeah. You need to be talking about the same thing if you're going to have a conversation or a debate. And I think Jamie is talking about actual money sent to her. And I yeah. think Chris is talking about, oh, the money. well, I spent a thousand on plane yeah. tickets to get there. And then once I was there, I took you out to dinner and she's at, and who knows if that even adds up to 10 K. I'm sure it gets closer, Yeah, but they're kind of having two separate conversations. Yeah. Also, like I started thinking throughout I started taking Jamie's side a little more because then Chris went from 10K to 7K. And then right. and then she couldn't show the proof because she no longer has that bank account. And it's like... This is so dumb. Okay. um, I don't know. I, I feel like how often do adults close their bank accounts? Well, Not that often. Even the reason was like, well, I don't have the receipts because it was on a bank account that I don't have anymore because the bank thought someone stole my identity. And so they closed it. Okay, say that's yeah, the, true. The, bank, the banks don't just close your bank accounts. Like, they let you know and be like, hey, is this you who withdraw all that money? If not, let us block. Right. They might freeze it without yeah. telling no, you. No one's going to be like, oh, someone might be stealing your identity. Just just goodbye and find a new, ba- <laughs> find a new bank. We don't want you as a customer. You're well, too much trouble. Th- that's why I'm like, okay, you're, you're not making any sense right now. But let's go with her story because I can still punch holes in it. Say the bank just did up and close. Because okay. I'm sure she's not doing her banking with a reputable financial institution like Bank uh, of America. She's probably some backwoodsbanking.com. Or Citibank. Or Citibank. City They're known to screw you, aren't they, Teresa? I love Citibank. Then why would you say, oh, the reputable. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, who is the bank that everyone kept stealing money from you? City right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> when we lived in New York City, Teresa had money stolen from her every month or two. <laughs> they got better. I need to knock it. But okay. Bank not of a, America screwed me over. Not so. a sponsor, I don't think. I hope. I don't love Bank of America. Um, I'm a BOA guy. But anyways, let's say the bank did close. <laughs> you would still have emails. Every time we send money to a bank account or a transfer, you get yeah. an email that says, hey, we've initiated this transfer. Yeah. And so pull up the emails. Even if you delete the bank account, close the bank account, you'll still have the emails. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't add up. It does not. And I think Curtis is starting to like drown in her own lies. And then we have Mona joining. Mother Mona. Mother Mona. And Mona thinks that Jamie was looking for a sugar mom. And let me say this. If she was, that was a bad pick. Because with Chris saying, hey, I work 15 jobs to make ends neat, right? <laughs> That's not what sugar mamas do. Like, if Jamie really wanted a sugar mama, she should have fished a little more and find someone with money who can actually sugar her. Yeah. Like, that wasn't Chris. So I don't think Jamie was looking for a sugar mama because it just doesn't make sense. If you want someone with money, that unless she thinks like, oh, Chris works three jobs. She has more money. That's Not true. like Chris works three <laughs> jobs to make ends meet. So right. I don't know. But I don't think that's what Jamie was going for to lose, search for a better life. No, the only red flag was that she quit her job. But 
she was told to quit her job. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't like she's like, cool, now that you're here paying the bills, I'm going to quit my job. Chris said you should quit your job. And then the only like other semi-red flag was you went above the rent allocation. Yeah, and it's like, again, maybe Jamie thinking, oh, she worked all these jobs to make more money, so we're fine. Like, I, I, I don't know what she thought. You're right. Like, if you agree on something, then don't go around your partner and right. do something that you didn't agree on. Like at the end of the day, like when, especially when it comes to money, you should always agree with your partner. hundred percent. Yeah. Es- especially if you're not working. If es- it's- and especially if it's like a new relationship, it's like, I can't even imagine if you like when we first started dating, not dating, but when we moved in together and I was like, Oh, I'll be paying you a grand a month for rent. And I'll start sending you 500 each month and be like, right. what? what? Right. Like, well, well you said- Or even, even 900 if you yeah. promised a grand. It's like, whoa. Yeah. At this point in a relationship or even earlier than this, but you you could have a conversation and be like, hey, I thought I could pay this much. Turns yeah. out I can. Are you cool if I pay? But like- Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. It's just a conversation. To not, yeah. To not have the conversation to go and spend someone yeah. else's money. It's a little sketchy, but I'm still team Janie, Jamie. The only person who's not is Deb with the bad takes. I don't get that. I don't. Well, because she's she's equating what Jamie did to what Usama did. And it's not the same. But she's saying, yeah. you, Chris, are the only one working. Jamie's not working at all. And so she's going, well, that's similar to me and Osama. Osama didn't want to work. He wanted to be an artist. Yeah. And so she feels taken advantage by Osama. So she's putting that, she's projecting that on to Jamie. Yeah. Well, Osama here with the best line of the episode. Because <laughs> Debbie takes Chris aside and Sean is like, what about you, Osama? Like, well, what do you think? He's like, I try to understand, but I understand nothing. <laughs> I'm with you, Osama. <laughs> <laughs> with like this like straight face, just like a robot. Dun, 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 dun. I'm like... I love it. Yeah. That's all of us because John and I... As you are said, a poet, Osama. Perfectly uh, yeah. poetic. Very poetic. Very poetic. <laughs> yeah, we all were like, yes. Yeah, we, re- we rewinded 15 times. Yeah. And yes. We, we don't understand either, but we are too embarrassed to admit yeah. that we don't understand nothing. And but so we didn't. Then Mona said something that's so true, and I agree with her because she goes like, I think they both just loved the idea of the relationship, not thinking about how it's gonna work like Chris with all her issues moving to a new country sure. right how do you gonna do it with money how do you gonna do it with your medications like they just didn't think through it it was very spontaneous and Mona was like I don't wish nothing bad to Jamie I wish her nothing but the best but this relationship just would not work because that was just on a paper, an idea, I was like, oh, that sounds amazing. We're going to have the best life. But they just didn't work through all the little little things that many times people forget about. But it comes down to. Yeah, maybe. Like how, do, how are you going to pay your rent, etc. Maybe one of the fastest relationships to ever fizzle out on 90 Day Fiance. Is it? In person, for sure. I feel I mean, like it was like. Debbie and Usama. I think that was a little faster. That wasn't a relationship, Teresa. I mean, I guess. Oh, come on. That was not. That was a companionship. That was companionship. Yeah. Like in the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So, all right. Then we circle back to Nicole and Mahmoud and we bring in brother Ahmed. Sean wants to know why so much arguing. Fellowship. Oh. Sorry. I was like well, I don't thinking know about the... the Lord of the Rings. It was fellowship, well, not oh, companionship. Oh, okay. Well. 
Just for our Lord Never of the Rings fans. Right. So they don't think I'm a moron. Right. Okay. Okay. Nikolai Mahmoud. So I don't know. Did Sean not watch this season or even two minutes? Did she not even see like a on last episode? Because it's pretty obvious why they argued so much. But Ahmed says, well, they knew nothing about each other. Now they're trying to learn. But they knew nothing, which is kind of BS because they went back and forth and back and forth so many times. Like Nicole knew what she was getting into. She was just stubborn in her ways. Yeah. And Mahmoud, and not saying this negatively because he had every right to be, but he was stubborn too. Like he wasn't going to change for Nicole. So it was just two people who weren't willing to change. Yeah. And it's like Nicole marrying someone from a very different culture, someone who's like very religious not knowing, converting, not knowing all the ins and outs. It's just very, very dumb. I like Nicole, but I'm call, I'm going to call this that it was a dumb move. She shouldn't have done that. You don't just marry someone within a week and convert to a religion that you know nothing no. about. And then when it's expected of you, rightfully so, you freak out. Like, don't do that. Like, take your time, research, see if you might like it. And if you don't, don't convert. And then see if you can make the relationship work w- without you converting. And if you can't, then don't marry. That's why I'm very interested to see how it's going to play out in America because Nicole's going to be even more empowered. She was doing what she wanted to do more yeah. or less in Egypt. Now she's going to be in America where the laws are on her side. Her family and friends are on her side. She's going to feel more empowered to wear what she wants, do what she wants, say what she wants. And I think, I think Mahmoud's going to have to go with it a little bit more. Or go home. Or go home. Like there is no, there is no middle ground unless she agrees to it. Yeah, because I'm sure she's going to be able to point to so many more Muslims in America and say, look at how much more reformed they are. Yeah, but some, Mahmoud. some are, some are not. And if his level of religion is where he's at, then, I mean, he needs to be the one who wants to change. You cannot force him to change. If he wants to be more reformed, that's up to him. If he doesn't, then that's also his choice. But if he decides that, no, like I just want to stick to who I am and what I know, then it's not going to fly for them, especially not in the U.S. They're going to need to learn to compromise, I think. And that's why I loved what she was wearing so much on this tell-all because this was the embodiment of compromise mm, in, right. in a piece of clothing. It was you're literally right. one arm completely covered, one arm completely nude. You're right. It's, it's such a great metaphor for the compromise that needs to happen. You are so right. Look at you getting deep. Look at me. So then Sean brings up another issue in the relationship, which was Mahmoud chatting with the TV lady. <laughs> which we which we talked about at the top yeah. of the show. And then like Mahmoud and Ahmed started laughing after Sean said it. And and uh, Daniel was like, well, that's kind of disrespectful. Like you basically were slightly accusing you of cheating or like of talking to another woman. What's so funny about it? And Ahmed says, well, in Egypt, when there are we have hard times, we laugh. And I get that. What is hard about it is that you got caught for talking to someone. So because you feel like that's the hard time you're going to laugh. Hard times meaning, let's say, not to get too sad. But when my grandpa passed away, we went to the funeral. We all cried. Mm-hmm. And then we went to the wake. Uh-huh. And we were 
telling funny stories about grandpa and we kind of brought some laughter into this just to kind of well you know what else can you do you can be sad but you can also introduce some happiness with it's not even happiness but bring bring on some love you know what i'm saying i think it's a little bit different i think you're you're coming from the point of well we laugh so we don't cry but you're actively trying to find the humor and things or you're actively yeah. trying to make the other person laugh and feel better there's also people who have a reaction that is laughter or smiling to things that aren't good like my good friend when people get injured he laughs tim like, matt we would go we would go snowboarding oh. we, we'd go sledding i'm judging him slightly and like, if he would fall or someone would fall, his reaction was to laugh. And I think maybe it was a nervous laughter. He was uncomfortable. Oh, was that person hurt? Or maybe it was something more psychotic. I don't know. But <laughs> I hope he listens. But I think I think that is more what Mahmoud and Ahmed were saying. Is like when we're confronted, we laugh because it's uncomfortable. Maybe it's mm. embarrassing. I don't think they were trying to laugh because. Someone was trying to make light or trying to make the situation better or or just bring us a, a sense of joy to the to the moment. I think they were just that's their natural reaction when things get tough is to laugh. Not defending. Listen, I get that, but I almost feel like what he was saying has more to do with what I just said. Like in hard times, you find something bright about the situation. I don't think so. But then th this wasn't the time. That's what I was kind but of saying. That's why I say. think they were laughing because they were uncomfortable. People laugh when they're uncomfortable, when they're put in a tough situation, when things get awkward. People laugh. And I yeah, think but this why was, both of you are laughing? Like it was, it was Mahmoud cheating. Why is Ahmed laughing? But it's also a hilarious story. So there's, I mean, it is, but there's that part too, where you're laughing because wait, what? He was chatting up the TV saleswoman from another country asking if she was getting back to her hotel room. Okay. And what TV channel she likes to watch. Like the situation is comical. Also, if you're trying to buy a TV from someone in China, why do they go back to their hotel? Right. Right. Well, the conversation strayed away from electronics and got a little more personal well, at some point, I'm sure. Very true. So, right. so this is all happening. And Sean asks how Mahmoud would feel if Nicole was talking to another guy. And Mahmoud's like, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be happy. Right? Classic hypocrite. And Gabe chimes in. Cause Classic he's been, Gabe. Yeah, he's been quiet for about 10 minutes now. So he's, <laughs> he, he's just boiling over, ready to speak. And he says, let me tell you something. I think you're so scummy. Words from my wife. Mahmoud has everything in a man I wouldn't want. Which is true. There is nothing I would want you to adopt from Mahmoud. Okay. If I put it this way. But there is no. Yeah, but maybe I know a, a place to get a good deal on a TV. You don't want me to. You want to talk about our shitty TVs? Yeah, we should. Even, yeah, we should. <laughs> maybe you should go out there yeah. and find someone <laughs> with a good deal on a TV. Yeah, both of our TVs are failing, which is tough when you do a television we podcast. We just bought a new TV. That one isn't failing. Knock it. It's because these were not built to watch 28 hours of TV a day. Well, also, you want these Roku TVs. I do want they Roku just, TV. They, they're no, an amazing brand that is also Roku TV. Like, those we probably got the most expensive one yeah, and it's still exist. failing. So yeah. let's just say this. Like, it's not like, oh, we don't go out there and don't save our little, little money to get a decent TV. John wants the Roku TV and this is what we get. Yeah. 
Maybe we'll have to to look elsewhere and well, listen, I want a I, smart TV, obviously. With I the love apps. the Roku TVs too. It's just the, I love the programs and the way it's set up. It's just the actual TV keeps failing us, and we have two different brands. Two different brands, both Roku TVs. But I was looking at a smart TV. It wasn't a Roku one. It had all the apps, but yeah. the issue was. The Roku TV allows Apple products to mirror to yeah. the TV. When you get the other one, it's like a Google smart TV. And so you can't mirror your iPhone. Mm. You can't mirror your laptop to the TV. And we kind of need that yeah. sometimes. So anyways, enough about us. Yeah, but if, uh, if you want to chat with someone in China about a good TV, yeah. you, uh, oh, I'm okay with that. Just Thanks. keep me posted. <laughs> so Gabe says Nicole should get a divorce. You can find someone that has the same views as you. And this is where I thought it got a little worse than just giggling. Ahmed starts clapping. And Gabe's like, see, it's a joke to you. You're clap when I say that your brother should get a divorce, you're clapping. I don't I don't know what the clapping was to react. Does he agree? Is he law? Like, I don't think Ahmed knows how tell-alls work. No, but I think I know why he's clapping. I think he's clapping because I'm sure Mahmoud told Ahmed about Gabe and what happened prior. So uh, Ma- uh, Ahmed uh, Ahmed went into this knowing, all right, this, this guy might, might do some or might say some shit to me or to Mahmoud. And when he started clapping, I think he was went back to like, okay, bravo, you, you know it all. Okay, l- let me actually tell you mm. how it is. Because then he did. He went back. He was like, all right, you don't know nothing about Mahmoud. You don't know nothing about the relationship. And I think that's why he clapped. I think you're right. Yeah. Ahmed definitely had some insider knowledge about what yeah. went down But previously. it was true. It's like out of all people out there, like, yes, you don't know. You don't know each other. And Nicole and Mahmoud, they're trying to get to know each other and going through all these obstacles. But telling Nicole to get a divorce, is it's... Uh, it's a little cringy. It's like you can tell her, hey, like you guys should try to work on the relationship. If it doesn't work well, then do what you think is best. Right. But go out there and be like, you should divorce him and uh, find someone who better matches your beliefs. It's like, come on, dude. Yeah, that's that's a little bit too far. Yeah. So then the question of clothing comes up and the the question of whether Nicole will cover her whole body if Mahmoud makes it to the States, which is a question we'll get an answer to, hopefully, shortly. Yeah, but Mah- Mahmoud said, you know what, I'll, I'll, keep tr- I'll keep asking her and see if she wants to obey. See, but Nicole's response, she's already got some ammunition to fight against Usama's request, or sorry, Mahmoud's requests. Mm-hmm. Um, She's saying, oh, you know, what I wear has nothing to do with my beliefs, right? Yes, you, can, you can dress one way and, and believe this, uh, the same thing that someone who fully covers and himself that's believes. 100% true. I believe that you do you, right? But again, you're talking to someone who grew up very, in a very strictly religious family with these strictly strict traditions, right? So it's going to be, I get Nicole. But it's going to be up to Mahmoud and hopefully he can be like, you know what, like, it's America as long as she maybe doesn't walk around naked. I'm okay with it. Let's see. Because it's not going to fly. Like she, unless, again, they are not meeting in the middle. They're trying, but it it always is like, Nicole is pissed 
Then she does something, then he gets pissed, and he's like, oh my god, okay, my love, okay, okay, my love, okay, I don't want to fight, and he lets her, and then she goes farther, and they fight again, and then he's like, okay, my love, so they just need to meet in the middle and agree on things. Yeah, I, I completely agree, compromise would go a long way Yeah. for these two. All right, I think that's a good place to take a quick break. Yeah. When we come back, we will round this tell-all out, and it gets pretty good, so we'll be back in a second. And we're back. Hello, Jonathan. Oh, Teresa, how are things on your end of the table? Things are good. I'm loving this Stella all. I'm sad as the lust. Yeah, I'm ready for some new stories. I mean, I'm too, but this was a good season. This was a great season. I'm still, I'm still saying three parts. It's too long. It's too yeah. long. No, it's not. All right. Well, <laughs> let's get back into it with Gabe. And Isabel. All right. We have Monica joining us. Yeah. So Sean wants to know, have they been talking, right? You guys had this big fallout in Colombia. Have Have you been talking, Gabe, to Monica? Monica doesn't think they have been. Gabe, like all of us, thinks a meme is a solid <laughs> form of communication. And apparently they, they talk every day because... They send each other memes. A picture says a thousand words. That's very true. Monica's like, no, we don't talk. There's no talking, which I agree with her. If you had such a bad fallout and you never talked about it, but you send memes to each other, that's not good. If you send (laughs) memes to each other because you're friends or brother and sister, and that's how you keep the communication going. And once in a while you say something other than the memes, sure. But in this case, it's like you went from... Her not going to her wedding because she was pissed to you guys casually sending each other memes, calling it their relationship. Right. What was the first meme that was sent? Probably like the Homer like disappearing in his fence. <laughs> just like saying hello. <laughs> you know which one, right? Oh, completely just backing up into a bush. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? Like because you had this big fallout. She didn't go to your wedding. And then what's the first line of contact? If it's a meme. This is this is a meme or like a, a gif. That's what I think like they were probably trying to say. No? Memes or gifs? Or gif, gif no, memes. I think you know. They said memes. They said memes, but I, but I like, heard gif. Yeah. No, they said memes. Hmm. This is this is what I would do. You know how I always send you that little thingy chewing? What I send it to you when I'm hungry? The thing chewing? No, you send me the seal smacking oh, yeah. his belly well, that, saying snacky snacks. Yeah, that's that's what I send you when I'm hungry and you go to the store. But okay. there's another one that I sometimes send you when I'm we're talking about dinner and I'm hungry and it's just this little thing just like chewing. Like just, What's a little, what, what kind of thing is it? It's like a little yellow thing with big eyes. Mm, just like recall. chewing. Oh, you know, I send it to you all you the time. You don't send it to me enough, but. <laughs> but that's me. It's like a eating popcorn while watching the drama. Oh, fun. All right, so then Sean brings up how Monica didn't go to the wedding, right? Yeah. Wonders, have you guys talked about that? Were you able to settle that via meme? Gabe says, oh, I'm so non-confrontational, we haven't addressed it. Which, again, I find it hard to believe that he's non-confrontational when he was the main confronter confronter on this tell-all. I'll say this. If I don't have siblings, but if your sister didn't come to our wedding... Because of a silly fight that you guys had the night before, and this is hypothetical, 
I don't think I would forget it. I no. think I would be, it would stay with me and I would be pissed at her for many, many years. No, and this, I could be polite to her at family gatherings, but I would be pissed. This is totally on Monica. Yeah. And you even hear she was getting ready the day of the wedding. So she was planning on going, but what? She couldn't stop crying. So yeah. then, so now that's selfish. Now you're saying like, oh, well, I'm such a mess. I don't want people to see me like this, so I'm not going to go. But you knew you the right thing to do was go, and that's why you were getting ready to go? Yes, yeah, so apparently they went out the night before. We all knew it. And they were waiting for Isabel because she was stuck doing some wedding things. And when she finally got there, and Monica said, oh, I need to go. And Gabe confronted her saying, oh, you always do this. And apparently she was the common demo- denominator of all his failed relationship, which is like, why are you talking about it? I mean, you're getting married. So Well, apparently she wanted to leave and Gabe said, if you leave, yeah. Isabel's going to be pissed. Yeah. We're going to get into a fight. It's not going to be good for us. And Monica's saying, well, if that's all it takes for you guys to get into a fight, your relationship's not very good. Yeah. And okay, that's not cool to say either. Maybe you're yeah. right, Monica, but that's not cool to say either the night before the wedding. Yeah, but anyway, she went back to the hotel room and the next day she just decided not to show up. And then we get deeper because apparently Monica is like, I didn't know any details. I didn't even know what color scheme the yeah. wedding is. I didn't know what dress to wear. No one told me anything. I didn't even know what my role was. It's like, Monica, you were supposed to officiate and also walk him down the aisle. I no? know, but... Did Monica actually know that or do we only know that because Gabe said it to the camera? I don't know. I believe Gabe's a poor communicator. Yeah, I I believe he said that too. I believe he bottles it up and then maybe he explodes like he is doing on this tell-all. Yeah. But anyways, Monica is like, well, look at me. I'm wearing the dress I was supposed to wear to the wedding, which was kind of like a, what? I don't know, put it to good use. I mean, it was a nice dress, but she goes like, look at me knowing what the theme was, I would have worn pink because that was the color scheme that no one told me about. Right. And apparently Isabel's mom made her dress because here's the thing. And that's why I'm like, that's such a, if it's true, that's such a poor communication because Isabel was like, you were supposed to be my bridesmaid. We had a dress for you. And here's the thing. If mom is making a dress, she got to know the size. Some dimensions. You got to know the size. Custom made dresses, it's not even like, oh, you're a size small. No, you need to. That person needs to measure you up. And I'm sure that mom could probably make it a little bigger and then make it fit on her, right? The day mm-hmm. before or so. But you're not just going to make a dress for someone without telling them that, hey, I want you to be my bridesmaid. So we think the whole story is BS or who are we not believing? I don't know. I almost feel like maybe because they couldn't communicate. So it was on Gabe. Maybe he forgot to make mention it to Isabel or and to Monica. I was like, hey, Monica, Isabel wants you to be her bridesmaid. Yeah. But at the same time, that doesn't make sense to me. Like weddings are so big, so important. You plan shit way ahead. Isabel seemed to be planning everything. You met, you went to dinner, right? Before we, we saw it. Gabe, Isabel, Monica, and her mm-hmm. boyfriend. Why didn't Isabel say, hey, like I need you to come for a fitting? And then Monica could have been like, what fitting? Something's a little fishy. Right? Something's I'll give fishy. You, I'll give you that. I, I, I'm going to put it on Gabe mainly because I do think he's not the best communicator. Yeah. I also found it 
kind of cringy, somewhat inauthentic when he got up and he sat next to Monica and was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I think he's doing all the things he feels like are going to look good mm-hmm. on camera. Like, I think that was in my mind. This is what you do. You go over there and you sit down and you say, I'm sorry. But it felt so hollow. Like, it didn't really feel like a true apology. Yeah. And not that he's the one that owes an apology. I, I still think Monica's in the wrong here. But I yeah, do. Yeah, Monica should have showed up. But I do think Gabe probably dropped the ball once or twice and didn't communicate well. Yeah. And it all comes down to even Gabe telling Isabel one thing and then telling Monica another thing. Made it sound like just not being clear, probably to avoid confrontations. But right. that's not how you communicate with your sister and your spouse or your future spouse. Just. Say the truth. It yeah. might hurt, but just say it. Also, whatever happened with Monica's boyfriend, husband, did he not go to the wedding? Well, I think if Monica didn't go, I don't think he went. Hmm. What a waste. Well, true. So I'm with Jen when she's like, you guys should just get married again, have another wedding. There's so much love. Do it over. Like, yeah. I think that's probably a nice thing to do. Yeah, and they're planning on doing a U.S. wedding, and Monica's like, I'll go to that one, and I'll wear that dress. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, Monica. So then they go to break. Jen is still fuming over the conversation with Rishi's mom. Yeah, the age-shaming. She's crying backstage. She's like, I'm going to FaceTime Rishi. Why was she FaceTiming him a landscape? Did you see she yeah. was holding her phone sideways? Rishi was holding it portrait. Yeah. I don't know, but she was like, fuck your mom. It was <laughs> aggressive. But, but I get it. I get it. His mom basically said, you're perfect. You're smart. You're perfect, but you're too old. And it it is very harsh. But I still, I still believe that I don't think mom meant anything ill. She just acts based on... Their customs. And we saw it many times with Jenny and Samir and Adna. This mom luckily wasn't like, I'm going to kill, my, kill myself if you keep talking. <laughs> she was like, you're perfect. The only thing that's wrong with you is that you're old. Which again, it's horrible. It's horrible. It sounds horrible. It's definitely age shaming. But I still don't think that mom, that's what mom thought. And we think it's because she wants grandkids. Yeah. And... That's a viable reason yeah. to have the feelings that you have. But again, we're talking about communication here. Communicate that. Yeah. Maybe she thinks, oh, that sounds worse. If I tell this woman that she's unable to have children, so I'll just say, oh, no, she's yeah. too old. But at least give context to, to why you're acting the way you're acting. True. So then Rishi's like, well, I'll do anything for you. You're my other half. Like Rishi's not ready to give up yet. No. He said, I'll do anything You'll do anything except stand up to your mom and tell the truth. Well, he said he will. He's like, I'll take your side. I'm I'm sorry on my mom's behalf. And it's really eating him up. Like, I feel like he's been put into this position when he already told his parents, told his mom and uncle, I'm going to marry her. And mom is like, no, you're not. Yeah. And so I feel like he's in this position when, okay, who do I go with? The traditions, that's what I'm supposed to do. Listen to my mom, meet a woman she approves, marry her and live in mom's house, right? Or am I going to do what I want to do? And I feel like it's it's waiting, weighing on him. Yeah. 
No, I, I'm with you. I I sit here from a a place that's easy to say, oh, you you go with love. Yeah. But I've never had to go against my parents in because that. Because you you grew up in a non-religious westernized family that your parents give you all the power to choose for yourself. I yeah. believe if I was unfit for you, let's say I was a total douche mm-hmm. and your parents would probably be like, hey, like maybe you want to like think about it a little more, right? But they wouldn't be like, John, you cannot marry Teresa. But I still believe your parents would have said something if they didn't think I'm right for you. They, no, they, they probably would have. I'm interested and and calling if you know the answer or have experience with this answer. But I feel like a lot of people, and, and we see it in Match Me Abroad with Natalie, a lot of people who are supposed to be arranged, right? The parents want to arrange the kids. They don't want it. They know. I know this is a tradition, but I want to find someone I love. Yeah. So I think it's falling out of favor in a lot of cultures maybe because we're seeing it more and more that people are going no I know this is how it goes traditionally but it's not what I want yeah I mean for Natalie from match me abroad even more so because she grew up in America true so she went to school she got a college degree she went to crazy parties and she was like all right all my friends are dating whoever they want why can't I but I know this is a a sample of two but you look at submit you look mm-hmm. at Rishi and you're going, oh, okay, more and more people now are going against this tradition True. and trying to find love. And so to me, that would empower. If I was Rishi, that would empower me and go, you know what? I don't think the old fashioned way is necessarily the right way. That's not where yeah. the world is moving. That's not where this culture is moving. And so that would empower me to stand up to my mom, stand up to my uncle and say, I'm going to follow my heart on this That's one. That's true. I'm with you, but I also feel like it just must be hard. Sure. Oh, it's got to be next to impossible. But I still would choose my happiness over my parents' happiness. Yes. I hate to say it, but yes. So everyone gets back to set except for Jen. She's MIA. And Nicole says, well, she had this call with Rishi. She was very emotional. And (laughs) Rishi's like... Yeah, we, we had a video call and Jen kept bringing up her age difference. Jen was crying, but I also was crying. Like, I loved when he had to make it. And on he that. started crying. He was getting very emotional. I mean, he's bawling in this moment when Jen finally walks out. And Jen's like, babe, I know it was not your fault. I'm sorry it's making you so upset. And Rishi is taking responsibility and taking ownership of this. Because he's like, I feel like this is happening because of me. It, You're going through this because of me. Completely. Not only because she's involved in Indian man, but because that Indian man was lying to her and his mm-hmm. family. So it is on him. It's Yeah, it is. And so then we go to an actual break and Jen is chatting with Gabe and saying, you know what? Like, I love Rishi. He loves me. That's all we know. But at the same time, I'm, uh, I'm going to keep my options open because like, that you don't know what's going to happen with us. And she was like, if someone asks me for a phone number, I might give it to him. Oh, oh boy. And Gabe's like, who did you give your phone number? Jen. <laughs> and she was like, well, it's um, it's someone's son. That happened fast. If we're to believe this is true, that happened very fast. Yeah. So Julian. Julian, Julian Gabby's son, son. And Jenny's like, 
I like him. I love how he stood up for his mom. He's good looking, similar age. He has a career and his family likes me. <laughs> yeah. Gabe's like, well, I think it's good you're testing the waters because I don't know if Rishi is the one for you. And that's honestly. Gabe's got opinions. Yeah, but I don't mind Gabe telling this to Jen between the two of them and saying, hey, just keep your options in mind. Not saying like, don't, don't go back to India. Like, no, yeah. like, fuck him. If it's between the two of them, I don't mind it. You share your opinions with your friends, right? Gabe doesn't know the whole story. That's the only reason. Sure. I. That's such a big statement to make. Oh, I don't think your fiance is the one for you. Mm. All you know is what you saw on a TV. True. So this just a, it's a grand statement to make about someone you don't know and about a relationship you don't really know. It's one thing for us to say it on a podcast. It's another thing to tell the person <laughs> to their face. Like, yeah, hey, I don't think your fiance is right for you. No, but I still feel like that was more appropriate than when he told Nicole to divorce Mahmoud. To me, it's very similar. Uh, okay. It's, it's one and the same. Agree to disagree. All right. Back on set. Back on set, we move to Danielle and Johan. And, and we want to know, on a scale of 1 to 10, how are things going, Danielle? Some days at 20? Some days a negative five. Yes. And they're talking about their biggest issues. And Daniel says it's communication and it involves money. It involves jealousy. It's communication. And Johan adds that it's also trust. And that's a big one. Well, Johan, I wanted to give Johan's read because Danielle said 20. Some days negative five. Johan says some days eight. Other days, zero. It's just interesting that they're both experiencing the highs and the lows. Mm -hmm. It's not like one person is, oh, it's a zero. Or yeah. one person's like, oh, it's an eight. Like they both realize that there's high highs and low lows. Yeah. So they're on the same page there. But yeah, it's the trust, I think. I'm sure it's a little bit of the communication, of course, but it's definitely the trust. Yes. And Tim and Veronica joined, right? And Tim said he is Team Johan and Danielle. And he's like, they have a few issues. Who doesn't? Well, they have a, a few big issues, Tim. But mm -hmm. some people do, yeah. And we see all the throwbacks to the, all the fives, the birthday party, meeting Talon. And Dan Daniel is just like crying watching this, right? And we saw the throwback of Johan not thanking Daniel for the birthday party. Right. And I, I wasn't sure if that was like an editing trick no. when we watched it he in just real didn't time. Thank her. He did not. Thank and then her. Sean is asking, she's like, why didn't you thank your wife, Johan? And he said, well, she told me the day before my birthday that she's going to hang out with her ex. So she ruined it for me. Yeah. And so in the moment, I was just upset. He and goes, I, I see his point. He goes, you can't come here and do whatever. You can't just come and hang out with your ex when you're married. And Danielle says, well, those are two separate issues. It shouldn't affect the birthday party. It's like, hey, come on. If you tell him a day before, like day be the day before my birthday, I'm excited. I want to know what we're going to do, right? If you came and it's like, hey, T, tomorrow's your birthday. By the way, I'm going to uh, hang out with my ex. I'll be like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. It you ruined it for me. I'm mad at you. You're not hanging out with your ex, first of all. Second of all, if you are... Then you and I have a way bigger problem. Yeah. And thanks for ruining my birthday. But it wouldn't just ruin the birthday, which is the thing. It would ruin everything. The week or the month. So it's everything. like, yeah, Danielle is trying to isolate like, oh, no, this three hour moment in time shouldn't be affected. It's like it's going to affect everything. Yeah. 
So Debbie agrees that that Danielle's in the wrong. It's the first time she has a good take. I mm-hmm. think this tell all. She's like, when you bring an ex fun bunny into things, it's insulting. <laughs> so she takes Johan's side. Jen takes Danielle's side. She feels yeah. like, oh, you should trust your partner. And if you can't trust your partner, you shouldn't be in a relationship. And it's true. You should trust your partner. But at the same time, there is no point of you hanging out with your ex unless I guess you are Tim and Veronica. I don't know who brought it up. But it's also a good point. I think Sean brought they it up. They had a lot of issues. We watched them dealing with the fact that they are exes and they are freaking super besties. Yeah. They said they took a year off from hanging out when they broke up. I also think they said if one one of the people we're dating has a problem with it, we won't hang out with the other person. Like we saw it on The Single Life. I forget yeah. what his name was, but had a problem with him. And so they essentially broke up as friends for a time being. So I would never make a blanket statement like, oh, exes can't hang out. But I would say your loyalty should lie with your current partner. Oh, absolutely. And so that's where I, I disagree here. It's, Johan has a big issue with Talon. So then whose side are you taking? You should take your husband's side. Yeah, and it's I think it's because Johan looks at Talon and he sees himself in a way. He's younger mm. than Danielle, tall dude, apparently big penis, Hello. right? They had a lot of fun together. So I feel like that's why Johan looks at Talon and be like, all right, like, are you still into her? Like, what's, go- what's going on? Why does she want to hang out with you? Why would she go and ruin my birthday just right. to go out with you? Right. And we bring... Talon in. He looked so happy to be there. He yeah, was and he's loving like, it. He walks in. He's like, hi, everyone. Hi, Johan. <laughs> and Johan's just like stone face. Yeah. So Sean's like, well, what's going on? Describe your relationship here at Talon. And he says, regular friendship. We don't talk a ton anymore, but we send a lot of memes. Um, <laughs> but she's someone I can go and have a conversation with when I need to, which yeah. probably is not the right thing to say when two minutes mm-hmm. earlier Danielle and Johan were saying their biggest issue was communication. Yeah. It's like, oh, I can really communicate with Danielle, but her husband can't. Yeah. But there are no romantic feelings, nothing. They're just friends. And Sean is like, Johan, how do you feel about them being the same city in the same studio? Really stirring the pot there, Sean. Really. And you see her like playing with her rings and like holding like the little mic. Mm Mm-hmm. A little, a little ear, earbud in her ear. I was like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll stir the pot. And Johanna hates it. Well, of course. But because we find out Danielle still has photos of Talon in her house. In her drawer with all her photos. Like, honestly, like if I went to your parents' house or even like if here in our house, you have a photo album with old photos and one of them is your ex. I would be yeah. like, okay, well. I don't love it, but I get it. Like it got mixed with your old photos. Like that, that was your life before. I can be like, John, you didn't go through every single photo. Like I would not give you shit for that. Yeah. I don't think if you put it on display, I would not be here. I don't think it's that incriminating. No. Yeah. Take it off your mantle. Take it off the fridge. Take it off your Facebook. Like delete the photos you have with your ex Mm -hmm. and your Facebook. You did that. Sure. Because that is, that is a show of, of something, I think that's an active yeah. show of like, look at my social media, look at this, look where I've been, look who I've been with. If it's buried in a junk drawer or in a photo album, sure, yeah, that's not top of mind. Um, so yeah, I think Johan overreacted 
with this particular For photo sure. thing. But I'm with him when I, it probably doesn't feel great to have your wife in a city alone, staying at probably the same hotel yeah. with the ex when we know, oh yeah, she loves hanging out with him one-on-one. Oh, yeah. They'll probably grab drinks at the bar one-on-one. So I get where Johan's coming from there. But Danielle says, well, I, I'll, I'll apologize for any hurt I've caused, caused Johan. But he needs to understand it doesn't matter who I've had sex with. He's my husband. He's the one I want to be with. Well, Johan, however, he's like, I don't see Daniel as a partner I can respect and, and love. And I'm actually, I'm with Daniel until our lease is up. After that, we are going to part our ways. This is probably the biggest shock of the tell-all. Yeah, but Daniel keeps bringing up the fact that she's like, we always say harsh things to each other. We fight and then we come back and be like, ah. We crossed the line. And this, she did it on the, the show many times. Like She's like, oh, I'm done, I'm done, right? I feel like he's doing this now. I don't think that they're over. Oh, they should be. They should, oh. I, I don't think he's- They absolutely should be. I don't think he's necessarily being 100% honest with himself or us, but he should run. Oh, they should be over 100%. They're not a good match, but they're not over. He's upset and he exaggerates, right? And she's like, oh- We'll talk about it. We'll go to see um, a therapist. And you are like, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, because the therapist is probably Baba. It's probably like, here, <laughs> take this tangerine and throw it on the ground five times. <laughs> Happy anniversary. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They're not over, I don't think. Or maybe they are. We'll have to look it up. Gabe makes a somewhat interesting point when he says, oh, I think Johan's using this as a power move. Like yeah. Danielle has all the power in the relationship. She has the money, but this is the one thing he can use against her is the relationship itself. Yeah. And then Johan comes back and say, well, Danielle keeps saying all these things, but she pays everything with my money. I give her, we pay everything. We split 50, 50, which cannot be true because we saw how much he makes. Last time he offered her all his money, which was $90. And yeah. I'm not counting his money, but Danielle wants to live a certain lifestyle. Well, she does need to pay for that. Like she kind of shut down her his meat business. The money he makes, that's what he makes, right? And uh, but Johan coming back saying we pay everything, split everything fifty fifty. Yeah. I don't think that's true. I don't see how it's possible unless they're getting money from the show. True. Now that's interesting because I know not everyone get. Is it the American gets paid? Yeah, I but don't I, think they both get paid. I don't know how it works. But maybe that's what he's saying is. Well, she's getting all the money from 90 Day because only the American gets paid and she's not breaking me off half of it. I'm saying keep it. So maybe that's where he's saying, yeah, we're 50-50. Yeah. That's an interesting point. Well, who knows? But Johan said they're over. Daniel says, we're not. We'll talk when I get back. Yeah. Well, let's see. I'm kind of over them and I want Johan to find true love. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I want her to find someone crazy and come back on the show. You want her to? Yeah. Maybe we'll someone see. Someone like nuts. Maybe we'll see her in like Johan, Johan is too normal for her. Well, that's why I want him to find what he's looking for. Which, if it's just a green card, no, I don't support that. But I don't see them being right together. No. She's but out I want of her, her mind. to find like a Baba 2.0. Yeah. And I want to watch that. I'm down for that. So... That's that. Sean says That's it's a wrap it. and it is. No hotel rooftops. No. As I said, not, none, nothing offset. No Gabe backstage. Gabe just disappears. Really. He just gets into the cab and leaves. Gabe? Yeah. Yeah, because he threw a grenade and walked away. Oh, yeah. 
He was stirring the pot for oh, three yeah. parts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought I could have done without this last one. This was a no. big bombshell at the end. But, I loved it. Don't all right. listen to John. All right. <laughs> so then before the 90 day, that's what's next. Yes. The Until then, check us out on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. Join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Married to Reality. Love and Paradise is cooking over there. And Teresa didn't want to tell you, but our family affair bonus was mer people. Real people. Mer people. Mer people. Not steel people. Mer people. <laughs> so Married to Reality Pod on Instagram, patreon.com slash Married to Reality. Make sure you're following the podcast wherever you're listening. It's so easy to do. You just look down and smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot is this entire season. This was an extremely hot season. Such a hot Scalding season. hot. Careful when you pick it up. Cool it down before you drink it. Because it was a very hot season. Loved it. That I thought fizzled out at the end. Loved it. <laughs> All right. All right. Nothing as hot as this review from Jay Dudding, though. Yes. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you for the review, Jay Dudding. Nash Vegas. I was just going to allow right. you to do it. But well, thank you. You went ahead. For Jay Dudding. Anything for Jade Dudding. And anything for you guys. So please, if you haven't left the review, please do. We love love. And if you haven't left one, that would make our day. Yes. All right. That's it. That's the season. It's always sad when one season ends. But I know. Another one will begin. We have more than enough shows to talk about. So don't you worry. But for now, I've said it all. Have you seen? I've said it all. All right. That means we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.